it in a nutshell, what it allows us to do is eliminate growing media throughout all parts of the production process. So we don't use coconut fiber, we don't use rock wool, soilless mix. So as you can imagine, right off the top, it lends itself to a much leaner cost structure. We don't have purchasing costs, transplant labor, disposal. So there's a considerable benefit to using the technology. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Sean Powa from Gnomeworks Aeroponics. Sean, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being with us today and to talk about your company. Let's jump right in. Gnomeworks has created proprietary aeroponic technology. Now, I don't know anything about aeroponics and I don't know that our listeners do either. So can you just explain to us what aeroponics is? Absolutely, for sure. So aeroponic technology, some might be familiar with hydroponics and how there's a lot of benefit to using those systems in contrast to traditional methods. Similarly, aeroponics also has many benefits, specifically our system. To just kind of put it in a nutshell, what it allows us to do is eliminate growing media throughout all parts of the production process. So we don't use coconut fiber, we don't use rock wool, soilless mix. So as you can imagine, right off the top, it lends itself to a much leaner cost structure. We don't have purchasing costs, transplant labor, disposal. There's considerable benefits to using the technology. And in addition, because we're able to remove that material from the growing environment, we're not as susceptible to pests and disease as media-based systems. So we're a lot less reliant on fungicides and pesticides, and that kind of leads to a superior product with fewer residuals. Wow. And have you found success with this in the, with growing cannabis? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, uh, we originally set it up to, it was originally a vertical system. We were cultivating uh, culinary herbs and produce. And then along the way, we kind of started dabbling in a horizontal iteration for cannabis plants. We've been experimenting with our system now for about four or five years. And within the last 24 months, we've really hit our stride and we're producing some fantastic product. Oh my gosh, that is really exciting. That is really exciting. You're in the process of something which is even more exciting, and that's building a cultivation facility in Brighton, Ontario, which for those of you that are not familiar, it's sort of northeast of Toronto, about, you know, on, on your way to Montreal, but it, you know, it sounds like a really exciting project. Maybe you can give our listeners just a, a brief overview about the project. Of course, something that I really think we need to, to talk about briefly before we get into that is, is the Gnomeworks team. And uh, what's really unique about us is, you know, here in the industry, there's a shortage of qualified labor. And that's essentially where Gnomeworks really sets itself apart. Almost every individual in our administrative team from top to bottom has some sort of culinary expertise, whether it be, you know, 20, 30 years as a professional landscaper, orchid enthusiast, several master growers, associated with the companies, having that collective passion for cultivation and, and plant science has really allowed us to consider all aspects of cultivation. So what we were able to do was develop a comprehensive production platform, which is highly competitive. 
So in addition to our irrigation systems, which I've I've touched on already, we engage in a multi-year process with leading industry professionals to develop a EU GMP compliant facility from the ground up. So essentially what it entails, it's, it's a seal superstructure with a transparent roof. And that allows us to have all of the environmental control of an indoor facility, but also realize the cost savings and horticulture benefits of growing under natural light. Oh, okay. And the facility that you're building in Brighton utilizes that technology? That's, that's correct. Yeah. Phase one will essentially be six greenhouses, which have been isolated into smaller bays, so 12 cultivation bays, and then one processing warehouse. Phase two is a similar layout, just mirrored on the other side. Okay. I know in Canada, well, Canada, United States, wherever, licensing is always a challenge. You guys are pretty far along in this process. Yeah, I know a lot of your listeners might be in the U.S., so things are a little bit different in Canada, and it has been a kind of a working process in terms of the regulatory framework. So originally, under the previous framework, applicants were required to submit an application, which is quite comprehensive. Our application specifically was upwards of 300 pages, and it touches on everything from workflow, security infrastructure, record keeping, packaging, etc. It's pretty much the entire overview of, of the company. And so once the application went through a, a considerable review process, companies either received approval or not, and those that did were then considered by the Canadian industry to more or less have licensing approval. The last step remaining is to build out the facility, submit an evidence package to kind of show that the facility built is in compliance with the application that was submitted. And once that's approved, then you're off to the races. I see. Now, we applied under that previous framework and were subsequently approved. But since that time, Health Canada has changed the regulatory framework. They essentially no longer accept applications up front. Interested parties are required to build out their facility outright (laughs) before even, even submitting an application. So you can imagine that creates significant barriers to entry for for new individuals. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're in a very great position that we have an approved application. We're now just looking for financing to build out phase one of the facility. You've already acquired the land? Right. Yeah, that's, again, part of the process, actually. So before we even started the process, we went out to Brighton. We met with municipal council. One thing that we, we've seen other companies do is they, you know, they purchase the land and begin development and they don't even really tell people what they're doing until it's kind of too late. And we really wanted to take a transparent approach from the get-go. So we met with council, explained to them the, the size and scope of our project, addressed any concerns that they had. And then once they had approved the project, they agreed to sell the land. We purchased the land and then continued with the application process. So right now in your possession, you have the property, the, the town's already blessed it, and the license process is far enough along so that you're pretty much assured, provided you adhere to what you've submitted, that the license will be there when the facility is complete. That's exciting. You've done a lot of legwork in this project. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny. Uh, me and my partner, we kind of, you know, had to learn a lot. We, we've been through a lot. It's been a long process for us, but it's really allowed us to be engaged in every aspect of our business. So we really have a comprehensive understanding of all elements of the business. Like you said, we've done quite a bit. As far as we're aware of, every company that has received application approval and has subsequently built out their facility in accordance with their application has never been denied licensing. 
Okay. So yeah, we're very excited about our position right now and looking forward to uh, getting things going. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. When it comes to Asia, we really like to think about our market opportunities as uh, OTC versus prescription. And we very much feel that uh, THC will remain prescription. We see the big OTC or over-the-counter and non-prescription opportunity to be CBD and other minor cannabinoids. And it's that focus, I think, which is allowing us to establish such a, such a beachhead in markets such as Hong Kong, Japan, Thailand. Tune in on Thursday to hear Fiocra Mullen and Ian Alexander from Altium International. And now let's get back to the show is an extra value on this one is you can use this new facility as a showcase to highlight all the advancements you've made with aeroponics in the construction of the building. Definitely. We are, generally speaking, taking a much more conservative approach based on just basic business fundamentals, a very modest scale facility, looking to really focus on one specific aspect of the industry, which is cultivation. And then, of course, maybe incorporating oil processing as a natural extension as part of phase two of the facility. But we want to keep things very focused. But definitely something that we want to look at down the road is other applications for this technology. So if you consider existing commercial greenhouses for, you know, pepper or tomato farming, often they're set up with, you know, a rows of rockwell cubes and then drip lines at the base. And that's kind of how they feed their plants. Our system can easily be adapted, that it can just be dropped into an existing produce greenhouse such as that, and they can realize uh, increased margins by not having those inputs, coconut fiber, growing mm-hmm. meat, et cetera. Yeah, and you'd be able to license that technology, so that's another income stream for you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the hope. There's a lot that goes into it, really, and, and the hardware is one thing, but we also have proprietary software and controllers that allow our system to work. And then in addition to that, there's the expertise of using the system. This whole project is exciting, and you're in the middle of a capital raise right now. Can you share any of the details with us? For sure. So we're, again, just uh, looking for capital to build out or complete the construction of Phase 1 of our facility out in Brighton. It's essentially 12 million Canadian, or actually 9 million U.S. Seven and a half of that will be for construction, and the remainder will be some working capital and, and additional cash on hand. And so we're, we're looking for financing. There's some contacts that we're looking to kind of develop dialogue with over the next 60 days, see where things land, and then hopefully get things going by about June, July. Well, I think that's probably a good timetable considering all the work that you've done already. This is it's an exciting project. We've been speaking with Sean Powa from Gnome Works Aeroponics, and Sean's information and Information about the company will be in the show notes and on mjbulls.com. So if you're interested in finding out some more information about this project, just reach out to Sean directly. Sean, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate it and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. 
My co-host Corey Yelland is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.